product every two months. Every two right. months? Two months? Every one month, sorry. <laughs> Don't worry, Cameron can't count today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I that's not how calendars work. Fucking... Dude, I barely did our countdown just now. <laughs> yeah. Baldur's Gate released, I think the I think it released on Friday, right? And then on the Monday after we got spoilers for, spoiler season started for uh, Double Masters. Oh my god, dude. Like, at least we had a week from uh, Capenna to to Baldur's Gate, right? That's, we that's had, like, actually two just weeks. wrong, because all of Baldur's Gate was spoiled on TikTok. <laughs> all right, all right, that's not their fault. That's not their fault. Allegedly. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. No, if the product got out, it's their fault. Dub uh, Double Masters is getting spoiled, and meanwhile, I bought my Capenna precon uh, three days ago. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, yeah. oh my god. I and they're about... talking, they always talk about like, oh, we have uh, issues with distribution and getting product on. Well, maybe if you didn't do it so damn much, you know? Yeah. God, they ramp their stuff up more than crackheads. <laughs> Apologies to everyone out there who has problems with addiction. It's a very serious issue. Um, we like magic cards. Some people like drugs. And hey, some yeah, people like both. Some people like both. Yeah. Wow, I I have no way to to debate this. I mean, it's true. Listen, if I if there was a Venn diagram between people I know who smoke pot and people who I know who play Magic, it would be a very large middle section. I don't even <laughs> count pot, to be fair. Hey, you better. That's You're in me. Boise. <laughs> I cannot yeah. count it. I'm in Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So yesterday I was chilling in uh, the di the big Discord I moderate, and uh, somebody clicked on my bio and they're like, "Oh, hey, I know your real name now." And I was like, "All right, that's going out right now," because I had to I had to take the link uh, the bio link out of my thing because people oh, I, I forgot we updated our stuff and that my real name's on there along with where I live and I was like alright that's gotta go now <laughs> but yeah for people who don't know the Discord he's talking about is TFT I guess we can censor that if you don't want people to have that connection no, to you which fine. is I hope, fair and uh TFT moderators are infamous for getting uh attacked by their community like literal <laughs> having bobs sent to their house not not like not like the discord itself like the people in the Discord attacking us. It's more yeah. like the Reddit for Path of Exile likes to attack us. So there's always somebody worse than the EDH community. Is <laughs> Reddit? Reddit yeah. bad. Reddit is always half the toxic of every community. Yeah. Like mathematically, it's just you have a community. Half of it's going to be toxic people on Reddit. The oh. other half is going to be, well, some of them are still on Reddit, um, but then there's like, there's a quarter that's toxic on Twitter, and then there's toxic on Facebook. Yeah, well, you know, just say quoi say. Yeah, toxic Twitter users will scream at you the most, and toxic uh, Reddit users will find your address posted on the internet and send you a fucking nail bomb. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, I... it's... Bro. Uh, I, I, uh, fixed our bio link. Oh, this. That, that doesn't really fix all of our episodes and stuff that may or may not have your name. 
No, that's okay. I don't mind that much. It was somebody who actually, like, the person who pointed out was doing it for my protection. He's a good buddy. So I don't, I don't mind too much. He was like, hey man, your real name's in here, and I could find your address in like 30 seconds if I tried. You should probably just remove it from your profile. And I was like, you right. Yeah. So. <sighs> and then he goes, man, your name's spelled pretty cool. How's it pronounced? And I was like, <laughs> there's an R in it, and it goes, and it's Cameron. <laughs> and he was like, why are you so specific like that? Because I, I fucking hate being called Camwin. Camwin. <laughs> <laughs> of, of all letters, they forget the W and pronounce it like a weird name when it's literally pronounced like a regular common name. Yeah. Like, it's Cameron. Yeah, it's just, it's just Cameron, guys. It's it's a cam, like, a, you know, you take photos. Like a Cameron. Wren and a, like a bird. The best like, uh, joke I've heard about my name recently it was like 3 in the morning and I, I have my name tag on at work, of course, and this dude goes... Wow, your name's spelled pretty interesting. It's weird that it has a W in it, but it makes me think of Cam Wrench. I was like, like a wrench? And he goes, yeah, like Cam Wrench. Okay. 3 a.m. gas station people really be hitting different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially when you're like one of the only gas stations open in our area past midnight anymore. Yeah. Like, you get so I had a lady... With a shopping cart, hang out at the gas station from the time my shift started until it ended. So she was there Dude, for 10 hours. Dude, I know where your gas station's at. Where the fuck did she get that shopping cart? <laughs> yeah, wait a second. You're like a, you're like a couple miles from the nearest uh, grocery store. I have no idea, man. I don't ask these questions. And like a couple miles of like difficult walking distance, right? Like you either have to go up the hill or like walk alongside the high the freeway highway I, for, I forget what it's called uh, no uh, they could go straight down that road for about I think it's about three to five miles to get to Fred Meyer Fred Myers oh yeah, yeah but they come after you for their shopping carts bro <laughs> you don't just walk away with a with a Fred Meyer shopping cart <laughs> yeah that's a limited edition <laughs> That that's like the uh, Eddie Bauer version of a shopping cart. Yeah, that's the that's the fucking powered Ida shopping cart. Right there. Not that I had like any issue with her hanging out because yeah. she's been a regular for a long time, and you know she's homeless, but she doesn't bother anybody, so I don't I don't have issues with her just chilling. Uh, okay, so her shopping cart was clearly not a recent acquisition. Go oh on. no, it was a recent acquisition because yesterday she was using a stroller. Maybe she's got a like a. Like a rich person does, I guess, with cars. I have no idea. <sighs> I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean you gotta have options. If you see options and you're in that situation, you gotta take them. Or like, same with like getting jobs and stuff. It's like if you're in that situation, you take what you get right away, and then then be picky later. You know, it's yeah. yeah. See, this is why this podcast is fun, because how the fuck did we get to talk about uh, shopping carts? <laughs> Welcome to the Low Tech Podcast. Today we're doing uh, the shopping cart tier list. In S tier we have Fred Meyer. Pretty hard to get, but worth it if you can get there. Very rarely has wheel problems. <laughs> right? Uh, they are very limited and low quantity. And, uh, <laughs> and usually they tend to come after you like you're making a proxy. So. Yeah. Ugh. 
But yeah, um, speaking of low quantity and reprints and proxies, man, Double Masters is too soon. Yeah, it's like, it's really too soon. I haven't even looked at all this. And, and right in the middle of the command fests, all of them, too. It's like, you want people to spend all their money on that stuff, but you want them to go to, like, your big events that you just, you know, announced a month before they started, if that. And, like, these events are not cheap. <laughs> at all. And travel's crazy. Yeah, travel's uh. crazy. These events aren't cheap. Like, um, I don't know, do either of you guys remember Goifgate, when that was a thing? Is that like a modern thing? No, so when, well, technically, kind of. So when Modern Masters 2015 came out, um, that was the one where, like, the packs were made of paper, if you remember that. Um, <laughs> they, were, they were playing a, there was a GP draft, like, grand prize is like a couple grand, and uh, a guy was, like, drafting a burn deck, opens up a foil charmer glaive. It's stamped, because all the cards in those packs are stamped by judges. Like, they open them, stamp the cards, put them back, so it's like, for sure you're playing with the right cards. Um, and the pro player ended up taking it. Um, and people got mad at him for it. Cause oh, got, yeah, I remember Goifgate. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, the problem comes up that, like, pro players, like, at the time... It's gotten a little bit better now, but, like, being a pro player, like, going to events is difficult. Like, to go to all these events, you have to go to a lot of events to keep getting invited. And, like, there's not... The prizing's not that great unless you uh, do highly. So, like... I hope we don't see that with this set, because, like, uh, a lot of the chase cards aren't great draft cards, so, like, you have this issue where, like, it's designed for a draft format, right? But, like... The chase cards aren't draft cards. Like, I'm not gonna play Mana Echoes in my draft deck. <laughs> Why not? I'm not gonna play the Myriad uh, Enchantment in a draft deck. Yeah, I'm not playing Skith like... I'm not playing Skithers in my draft deck unless I got other Infect creatures. Maybe Josh's. <laughs> Maybe Josh's. Oh, I would. I think I think Josh would like the a flex. Skittles around now. <laughs> like, Skittles, is the, Skittles is the only Infect creature I actually don't have. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, do you have to sell them? Yeah, it was one of the ones I sold when uh, COVID hit. Um, but, but, unlike the other Infect creatures I kept, Skittles price went down. Yeah. Um, he's only like 20 bucks right now. Uh, it's... I'd say it's gonna go down, but he's printed at Mythic, so it's probably gonna stay exactly the fucking same. Uh, I mean, but when I sold him, it was like 45 bucks. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, from where he is now. But yeah, he... Yeah, but I haven't, I haven't seen him get a reprint since 2020. Uh, Yogmoth got printed, was the thing. Oh, yeah, right. So, suddenly gotcha. the, uh, only, uh, what's it called? He was like the reason Skitherix was high is if you wanted to play Mono Black Infect, you played Skitherix. Um, but now if you play oh no Mono Black Infect, if you, you want to play Infect, Infect, now there's that green commander. Yeah, the yeah, Death yeah. Touch one. The uh, he's so much better. The Fang. I mean, remember. I love I yeah, uh, yeah that fucker. Um, <laughs> like, I love Skitherix, but that guy's really good. Like, you just play good Death Touch creatures and you get profit. Mm -hmm. I have to play shitty infect creatures and poison creatures. Granted, I do it for fun, but, you know, 
because nobody likes infects. So it's always a challenge for me because I'm always going to lose. Um, I haven't won with infect in years. But I've always had fun making people panic. <laughs> I remember this was a long time ago, maybe when my playgroup consisted of like Christian, Paul, and Anthony. So this was before I started uh, playing with you, Brian. Uh, but we were we had like talked back and forth. The bad timeline. Time. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I remember going to all about games uh, one night to play because that's where everyone wanted to go and I sat down to play my Nekusar deck and I won on turn two and then got told off by so many people because I uh, just ramped into Nekusar and then windfalled with Tainted Strike uh, you know what? <laughs> they were right this is the only time I will ever win by Infect ever and that's like the things and cards that I don't play in my Nekusar is the infect ones. Because I don't want them to die on one wheel. I want them to suffer through, like, five. <laughs> I've killed, like, I... one or two players with infect, but never, like... Or I've killed the whole table once. I was playing Atraxa Walkers, and somebody played the rat that gave everybody an infect counter. And I was like, well, <laughs> you're fucking... You're fucking grave, dude. <laughs> well done. I, uh... What would you like on your tombstone? <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited to talk about, like, windfall effects, is to peer into the abyss, copy it targeting each of my opponents, and then windfall afterwards. Dude, fucking peer into <laughs> the abyss gonna be hilarious. is, like, one of my favorite fucking cards nowadays. Well, see, with uh, Zevlor, Eternal Exile, you know, you, you use peer into the abyss and you target somebody, and then you use uh, Zevlor's ability to copy it for each other opponent, and you can target, and then they all draw, and then discard half their hand, and then draw the rest of their deck and die. <laughs> is, is a, I think there's a blue spell where they mill half their deck, and then there's a black spell oh, where they draw, draw equal to the number of cards in their graveyard, and lose that much life. So if you could do both of those... Ugh. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking Dude. point at the graveyard, pick it up. <laughs> There's some degenerate-ass cards you can put in there, like Mana Exhaustion and Mana Vapors. Because you just you Winter Orb them for one turn, and you're like, ah, alright, I pass the turn. Okay, you can't untap. Nice. <laughs> go to the next person's turn. Yeah, one turn, uh, one turn Winter isn't that bad. Yeah. I mean, uh, doing it to everybody, it can keep you alive it can but... keep me alive and it also just i feel like it's sort of an extra turn spell without being one uh, i am not one for extra turns you can ask uh brian that i, I fucking actually, love extra turns you <laughs> love extra turns but i hardly play them ever there's only so much fun to be had in a game of magic and i want to have it all <laughs> Fucking, I'll take an extra turn. I'll cast cast. I'll cast it again from my graveyard, baby. <laughs> some some of us have forgotten how we became friends with Brian, um, or why. Uh, but you know, we're uh, gonna have that one. Friends with Brian to play D three and then ruined the experience for him. <laughs> so checks out, honestly. <laughs> He ruined D3, I'm gonna ruin Magic the Gathering. 
how'd you ruin D3? It's the same thing. Uh, Brian had never played it before, and he was like, all right, oh. let's play. And I boosted him <laughs> from 1 oh. to 70, and so was like, all right, you got the this entire now. fucking game. Yeah, he boosted yeah. me 1 to 70, and then never played with me again. So I'm like, level 70, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> 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 I've killed the first boss uh, on my own, and that was it. <laughs> so you just made a new character and started over? No, I actually just fucking stopped playing. I think I, like, switched to playing <laughs> wow. League. Not, like, not like out of, like, dislike of the game. I just, like, didn't have, like, the urge to play it anymore, so I just, like, played uh, other games. It is really fun to slow play mm -hmm. and, like, take your time and do the quests and stuff. and It's it's a fun playthrough. Um, their challenge that they build with it, that they do every season, whatever, that shit's annoying. Um, I enjoy the end game of D3 because I can turn my brain off and just play the game. <laughs> like, I don't have that's to That's exactly why to I anything. don't Because like I just do the same thing over and over and over and still don't get that one piece of equipment I need to make my entire build work. Yeah. I have a problem with isometric yeah. games. I, like, have trouble, like, seeing what's going on. It, yeah, it's. Yeah. Also, I'm colorblind, so like, I'll just like sometimes I suddenly <laughs> fucking yeah, walk help. into blood puddles. And it's uh, you're like fire. You're like, you're like, oh, I need to go pick up this epic item. Oh, it's a con. Yeah, yeah, that too. Like in WoW, like I don't have the problem because it's like the fire is like very visible effect, but in this game, it's just like a different colored ground. Yeah, it's like a. Let's talk about uh, screen clutter and me playing Path of Exile for like 10,000 hours. You just can't see anything in that game regardless I of what you lived, do. I lived Diablo to play Necromancer. Yeah. I yeah. was all about the cows. That's what I would. I would go and I would animate hundreds of cows <laughs> and just see how many things I could animate before my computer quit. It was really a battle of will. And Usually, I won. <laughs> Fucking Ronald McDonald had... ass out here. <laughs> Murdered cows. No, most of my computer, yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely, I was burger farming. Um, but then I'd take all those cows and go to really hard places and just let my computer sit there for five minutes on stuck on one screen while there's actually things happening. Um, you know. Because I brought like a hundred cows, they brought like a hundred demons, and I was like, do I live through this? We'll find out. Next week. <laughs> we'll find out next fucking week when this finishes loading. <laughs> when things stop happening. I either wait for the death screen to load, <laughs> or for the, just the bodies, and, and, and then I would have to wait for all the loot to pop up on the screen. Oh yeah, it was rough. Talking about Diablo games, did you guys see the uh, announcement for Diablo 4 is next year? Like, it's releasing next year? Didn't they just finally finish releasing the worst idea ever? <laughs> Diablo? Hey, you're just mad because you don't okay. have a phone. <laughs> I tell people this all the time about Diablo Immortal. It's using Blizzard's assets, but it's not a Blizzard game. It's the, the company that... Um, does like big mobile games from uh, I think China. It's it's really their game. It's not Blizzard. It, it's just using Blizzard's art the, and name. 
it's using Blizzard's art and name, and Blizzard is profiting from it, and Blizzard funded it, so it's Blizzard's game. Uh, like, true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving Blizzard the the sh- any benefit of the doubt here. I mean, I'm not gonna play Diablo Immortal. Like, good. As you still have respect. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it was bad. It's bad. It's an too. okay mobile game. I mean, for the like the mobile market out there, it's breath of fresh air even for how stupid the pay to win system is no it's i don't are you sure i don't I think mean, it's a breath of fresh played, air have you played raid legends yeah no, oh my god it's so good this is like the josh, josh we're not garbage <laughs> hey, let me put it this way i i respect people who play genshin impact more than people who play diablo immortal all right dude genshin impact is fucking fun i'm sure like, it is i cannot get over the character design Oh, no, that's that's totally the cutesy thing to get more people into it, but, like, the stories, the quest lines, like, the graphics, like, I used to be able to play it on my iPad, but then they, they updated, and now it won't fit anymore. Um, but, I've been... yeah, it's, it's a really, for a free-to-play game, it is the fucking benchmark, I'm just saying. <laughs> which which reminds me, I've been playing a mobile game a lot lately. Actually, I enjoyed it so much on my phone that I uninstalled it off my phone and downloaded a phone emulator on my computer to AFK run it on my computer. What fucking of my game have you been playing? How do you enjoy a game so much that you just AFK or play it? Uh, so I mean, it's an idle game for the most part, <laughs> but it's okay. 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 <laughs> You're laughing at me. Yes, um, yes, yes, I am. It's because it's because both things you said about games you enjoy are idle game and I enjoy Diablo because I can turn my brain off. I think like yeah, we true. just need to get you like Cameron's ideal video game is just flashing lights on a screen and an occasional level up noise. Oh, that's just late idle. <laughs> this is the game I'm playing. It's just flashing lights and a nice level up sound. But oh, it's in depth, you know. You have like dungeons and raids. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. So. So you get to turn your brain off with other people. Yeah, dude. There's a there's a global chat. It's. I turn it off. This is Cameron. <laughs> this is Cameron on weed. <laughs> I don't smoke, man. Exactly. I bet if you did, you'd stop playing these games because you would know how to turn your brain off without them. <laughs> no, I just have major panic attacks and don't understand what I'm doing with my life, actually. Uh, that, that too. So that's called anxiety. Um, it's a real thing. I and know. for any of you out there who have mental health issues, um, don't be afraid to go see a psychiatrist or a therapist or whoever person can get you medication. It's not a bad thing. I avoided it for 20 years. But I'm much better off now that I have it. I will recommend getting some insurance before you do that. Oh yeah, there's that. But there is also in most states a some kind of free consulting and counseling, and usually that will get you very discounted medications if you need it as well. I'm just saying, there, there is options out there. Don't avoid it. Stop. Speaking of expensive things, besides doctors, um, we play magic. Yeah. And there has been. I believe since Kamigawa, there's been a set almost every single month, and it's it's not that I can avoid trying to buy all the cards, it's that I am a deck builder, and I always get new ideas, and if I like them a lot, I build them. 
and yeah. this is a problem. <laughs> I, I will say the thing about uh, Double Masters coming out is it's like it's a reprint set except for that one land. Uh, so it's like not that big of a deal. Like there's nothing to review, right? There's like no new cards, no new mechanics. It's just stuff's gonna be cheaper. Um, yeah, the the pre the pre thriving land. <laughs> you choose what it's gonna be before it comes into play. Uh, yeah. I fucking I think Cryptic Spires <laughs> is garbage. <laughs> mm-hmm. I fucking if a land enters tapped, it needs to tap for more than two colors of mana. All right, I just I don't care. It, or do something special like Scry. Right. Not have me draw on the card before the game. Even gain one life is pretty decent. No. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's better than that. It, it is better than nothing. <laughs> I will give you that. <laughs> not by much, though. <laughs> like, at this point, I'm willing to say that if it comes into play tapped, it better be a gate. <laughs> You're talking about uh, gates' power levels recently. Goodness, Baldur's Gate makes me just want to run land destruction. Uh, yeah. Uh, I tell people forever. Uh, ghost to quarter, field of ruin. Sinkhole. Very friendly. Sinkhole is amazing. Um, but you can use your lands to blow up their lands. Like, it's fair. Was it last Wednesday? I'm pretty sure it leaves. Yeah, there were like we, we three lost... different games where people just lost to Baldur's Gate. Because that card's dumb. Card is really I, I lost dumb. the gate because uh, somebody... I, I was playing Saravok, and I had 11 commander damage on the gate player. I blew up their land, the uh, Maze's End. Uh, their turn, they get it back, and they bounced my commander. That's fine. The player after them was like, oh... Uh, here, I'll help you tutor blah 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 or whatever, and like, uh, then they blew up my haste outlet. And I was like, now you know I can't kill him, right? Okay, right. cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, what, my Cerebok is gonna come into play as a 15 15, and you blew up my haste outlet. I can't kill him. <laughs> and then we also had that really disgusting game of Will, where I Delina Will, and I probably shouldn't have in a league game. Yeah, yeah, that is way more consistent of a non-deterministic thing than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, um, I just, I just and then the game after that, I played Adeline and proceeded to absolutely shit on the whole table. <laughs> that he was bad. It. I literally you won just, on like You had a good start. Nobody six. drew interaction. Yeah. Um, it's not that I don't play interaction. I just didn't get to it fast enough. I mean, so, you saw me. I was in like, I got, I play a card. I play land pass. Brian, if you want to know what happened last Wednesday with Adeline, is I sat down in the new uh, assassin format, and this guy playing uh, Sithis Harvest Hand Voltron enchantments was uh, coming at me to kill me because I was his target, and I was playing Adeline. So I dropped Adeline on turn 3, and then Leonin Warleader on turn 4, and then Cathar's Crusade on turn 5, and then Eldrazi Monument on 6. We were um, all dead. Yeah, I just killed the whole table. Uh, you know, just fucking play around it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just board wipe, dude. Uh, I, I didn't draw any, and I yeah. didn't draw any, my Mono Black Fogs, or anything. Yeah, I... 
It happens. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they just don't have it, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you have a non-game. And that's that's okay. That's magic. That's what the next game is for. Because hopefully, just because I didn't have it, maybe some of those other people will play more interaction. That's why you run 33 lands and 66 interaction pieces and Progenitus <laughs> as your commander. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't need that many colors. <laughs> no, you only run Progenitus for the win con, baby. Just get in there. <laughs> honestly, I feel if you want to play interaction with the board state, i.e. not blue, um, then be able to handle situations as they actually become problems, not just say no. Um, like, red, black, green is probably my favorite color combination for it. Um, basically, red and green are like the best non-creature permanent removal. And white and black have the best creature, creature answers. Like, hands down. Uh, That's just my opinion. I think green and white's got the best non-creature removal. But green and white have kind of the same non-creature removal. That's true. Yeah, but they it's all like, sort of destroy artifacts and enchantments or remove creatures. But like artifacts and enchantments is most of the non-creature stuff. Yeah. Like you only miss out on lands at that point. Yeah, but that's what the red green's for. Personally, I'm a big fan of uh, blue, red, green because you blue, know green. I like my is it counter spells. Uh, you like to be the problem, not the answer to the problem. Uh, yeah, that's why I, I die first talk, at every Brian. table. <laughs> yeah. I am the problem. I'm not. I'm not a problem, Josh. <laughs> me playing. You can't Elder's see it, but I'm staring like, at but you. But I'm losing disbelief. ten life. Don't hurt me, and then. <laughs> You know, like call an ambulance, but not for Dude. me. <laughs> uh, basically, I've gotten to the point at League, I'm just like, I don't even try to talk myself out of dying anymore because I'm just forever the arch enemy. It doesn't matter. Like, even with my modular black, it doesn't matter what I'm playing. I have such a freaking reputation with black that I can't talk my way out of it. Like, I live longer playing my blue-white uwu stompy than I do anything else. Like, if I'm playing black, I'm gonna get targeted. Like, I still haven't played against your Noyandar yet. That deck sounds like so much fun to play against. It is. It, well, maybe? <laughs> I don't know, I've only played it. I haven't played against it. So. How much of a sadist are you? Uh, I mean, I mean, I am gonna make a site called Only Lands. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Just ask. A I forget. AJ used to play a Tatiava deck where all the where his wing condition was turning his islands into creatures, and they all the islands were the fucking ones that looked like penises. <laughs> he called yep. Uh, I think it was one of. The, I think it was from Tatiava's dick. Tatiava's dick slap. Yeah. It, it was. Uh, that was definitely an interesting way to do it, but it worked, and it was kind of degenerate. <laughs> I don't even know what the deck I've had that has the dumbest win con in it. I, I think, like, if personally, my least favorite way of winning with a win con in one of my decks was playing Thassa, like the bounce deck, because 
Eventually, I just made people scoop because I was annoying. Because it'd be like, okay, let's dig. All right, digging, dig, dig. Okay, Psyrift. Okay, Psyrift, return Psyrift. Psyrift, return Psyrift. Psyrift. Over and over again until my opponents were just done with the game. Yeah. That's not a win con. It's a win con. <laughs> no. It did result in him winning games. <laughs> yeah, but he lost more friends than he did win the game. I, I never say, lost any I... friends playing that deck. You were getting close. <laughs> I took that Brian, deck apart like eight months ago, and my favorite thing about that deck was playing Wu Spy on turn two, and then Thassa on turn four, and then just playing Lantern Control. That that was the problem with it, right? It wasn't just a full. It did the deck did so much cool stuff, and then it just won by uh, casting uh, Sirefed over and over again. So I was like, oh, this is super cool, and then suddenly it was no longer super cool. <laughs> well, I think. One time I won with Jace's Mindseeker using an opponent's deck with Jace's Mindseeker, because, uh, oh, Jace's yeah, Mindseeker. It's cool card, though. Yeah. It was, uh, just, like, Jace's Mindseeker, target opponent mills five, and then you can cast an instant or sorcery from it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And somebody had a living death, and oh, I just... No did that and board wiped but i brought all my other stuff back and then used other spells to regenerate your chase's finds uh yeah yeah no stop and use somebody's reanimate with the jason's mind seeker to bring it back and, oh, and somebody nope. was like well i can't do anything now because i don't have a board <laughs> he used my living death against me <laughs> I pray for the oh, day man. somebody casts Living Death against me. <laughs> like, there's a reason I play it in my deck. I'm all about it. Let's go. It is board wipe. It, it is a board wipe, and it also brings all your shit back. It's such a good card. I fucking... And it's fair. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Everybody loses all their stuff. Everybody gets all their stuff back. Yeah. It's not my fault if you don't have stuff. It's not my fault that my stuff's better than your stuff. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Usually I play Living Death because I'm normally killing stuff that's better than my stuff. Like, that's how it works for me. And then I'm yeah. getting my not-so-great stuff, but I'm getting a lot of it. <laughs> like, people wonder, why do, you, why do I play so much stuff that takes other people's... Stop having good stuff! Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, like, can't, I can't afford these creatures, but you sure as hell can, and I can afford to reanimate. Exactly. And, like, I think one of my favorite decks I've built in the last too many sets, I mean month, um, is the Evelyn shell, Mono Black. Because, yeah, every time I play a vampire, which I'm playing a bunch of dirtily random two-drop vampires... Um, I'm stealing people's stuff. And, but my deck is only as strong as whatever random vampires I get, mm -hmm. or what I steal from my opponents. Exactly. If yeah. you've got if you've got strong stuff for me to cast, well, that makes me strong. It's if like your uh, stuff's not great. I'm just playing two drop vampires. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's like Gaunty. You know, like Gaunty's only as strong as your opponent's decks for the most part. But you have to build Gonti to do lots of Gonti things. I love Gonti. I have to keep Evelyn cards. in play to use her ability. 
Yeah. Did, oh, did you ever end up building that uh, Grixis uh, spell copy deck? From the I think Katana? That's, um, I think that's... I don't remember what we were talking about. It's been three sets. I mean, two months. Uh, it was one of the, it was from <laughs> one of the commander decks. Let me find it. Are we talking about the the Par Parnas, the subtle brush? I wanted to, but like, as soon as the stuff got released, like we immediately went into spoilers for fucking the next set. Yeah. And like it was Baldur's Gate. It's a commander set. And I was like, well, not rushing on that one. Exactly. And I, I try to, and of course, when I see other people doing the things at the store, it's like, well, I've seen it. It looks cool. I'll do something else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we almost need, like, <laughs> Magic needs to just, like, take a break for a little bit. <laughs> right? That'd be nice. Like, because there's so much stuff, like, that people are wanting to build and try out right now that they're not, like, getting the breath to. Well, yeah, like we said with Double Masters, you know, there's only one card in there that's not a reprint. Yeah. Still, and it, it's a bad and, land. <laughs> and why the fuck is it in there? I don't know, I don't know man. It's for draft, mostly. Probably. So what? No. This is... No, this shouldn't be a... Every set doesn't have to be a draft set. All, all the master sets, I think, they try to make draft sets, which I think is stupid because it's super expensive to draft them. Right. If you want to put lands in a draft set, put real fucking lands in a draft set. Yeah. Like, well, the actual reprint good lands, not these thriving marker lands. The thing is, like, putting in a land cycle takes up ten slots, whereas putting in this land only takes up one card slot, right? So you don't need to worry about opening the right land in your pack. Right, but no one wants to open that land. Yeah, well, I mean, it's only taking up your land slot, so it's not that big of a deal. Like, you're getting this instead of a basic land. It's just, it's just to make color flexing more viable. I, I don't mind it too much for the draft environment. Right, like, it doesn't take up a rare slot, whereas, like, a rare land does. But I'm just saying, Wizards literally printed their own proxy for a land. Yeah. I hate it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't mind it that much, but fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, if I'm paying... If I go and pay as much as I would have to pay to get a box of this, or as much as I would pay to get a draft, I don't want a penny land. Well, it's it's repl it's not replacing, like, a fetch land. It's replacing a basic. Exactly. If I was drafting Capenna, yeah, I'm cool with that. But if I'm drafting drafting double masters I don't want that you want your basic really want to see it. you want your god I want my goddamn basic land <laughs> I want full art basics baby like oh, those I are, want those double are masters quality lands <laughs> yeah exactly I want sexy full art basic lands I don't want these things that I have to draw on which granted I'm just gonna doodle on my inner sleeves if I ever actually use it, which I won't. Um, I'm not running this card in any decks. And I swear to God, when I pull a foil one, I'm gonna be mad. Yeah. Like, 
that could have been a foil card I gave a shit about. I, I would rather pull a foil version of that rare that does five damage and heals five for an opponent. Like, I would rather have that. I purposely put an awful card into Zevlor, and I'm so happy about it. Talking about bad cards, I put Soren's Thirst in there. <laughs> hey, Soren's Thirst is how I won my first game of Commander. Thank you very much. What uh, what deck did I run Soren's Thirst in that people hated? I think oh yeah, Kimball. he's banned now. It was no, it it's Golos. I ran. Uh, I played. I played Golos uh, basic lands, but. I was using like untap shenanigans to storm and copy my spells, so I ended up killing a table using Soren's Thirst copied like 15 That's times. Base. <laughs> Soren, Soren gets the Orple. <laughs> Man, I genuinely like. I know Golos is banned. Good card that allowed a lot of different playstyles, but too strong of a card for the way it allowed playstyles to be. Like, they need to stop printing. Good, good commanders that are also just five color. Like yeah. five color is an upside, not a downside, because mana fixing is so easy nowadays. And it wasn't even the fact that he was a five color that made it an upside. The fact that he was five color, and had no color in his casting cost. Yeah, and so and two was plan. super and super upside. Yeah, and not just any he he could tutor any land, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, so so he, you always got world tree after uh what's it called came out because you had five lands to if uh, you just like would play five lands cast them get world tree suddenly all of your lands tap for any color you don't have to worry about color fixing for the rest of the game yeah i unfortunately my golos deck was before call time came out yeah. and i i built golos when golos came out and then took it apart like two months later so it says a lot about five color commanders when the four mana gauntlet of power in your command zone isn't even in the top six what is this it's the ninth most played five color commander and it's gauntlet of power in your command zone which is like one of the best cards for five color decks basically uh so oh, another weird thing sorry, about this set um to, today i learned or in the last 24 hours i learned and i was really surprised that i'd never noticed before um you guys know Sun Titan. Yeah. Um, I like the card Terminate. And Did you just figure this out? <laughs> and then there's Reanimate. Um, I didn't realize that all three of them with the right art were all Sun Titan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Read the flavor text on Sun Titan and Terminate. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of how I realized it when uh, somebody linked all three on Twitter, and I was like, oh, cool. It's like the cartouches from Amonkhet and uh, Hour of Devastation. Yeah. And, and people can make fun of me all they want, but there's over 25,000 cards in Magic the Gathering. I can't know everything. I can't. Lick, you Who's can, this? You can floss your teeth with my hairy ball sack. <laughs> Brian, you used to play him. The mono red dude who, like, you can grab a dragon from you. Zerillion of the Claw. I didn't used to play him. I still play that, man. He's my fucking True. homie. Isn't he on another art nowadays? I can't remember it. It's been mentioned. Uh, it, it would probably so. be, uh, I bet if there was one, it'd be Magda. Because Magda does that, too. No, there were dwarfs. no Viashinas on Kaldheim. 
I think you're thinking of somebody else. I am. I'm trying to remember. I feel like they're... I can't remember. Balthor has a couple of arts. Yeah, he does. Balthor has a lot of cool arts, and I still need to get one. Yeah. I think I have a spare. I probably have a spare. No, you don't. You're right. You need, like, five more. <laughs> if I build a black deck, it's going in there. <laughs> Card's so fucking good. <laughs> like I said, you don't have enough. Card is so fucking good. Um, you would literally have to convert your reanimators into a modular like my mono black to, to have enough. I, I'm actually planning that out right now. <laughs> uh a modular reanimator. <laughs> yeah, like a little modular reanimator shell you can just swap between decks. Because I'm running out of copies of reanimate, animate dead, and buried. Uh, reanimate, buried alive, and entomb. And necromancy, and and you should you should play on Earth. <coughs> on Earth. An apprentice, an apprentice necromancer. I pulled that off with uh, Razaketh at the CDA tournament. That was fucking cool. Yeah. I, I think I'd I do that if I played CDH, <laughs> but... Yeah. And, I mean, it was still, like, turn three, but I buried alive through Apprentice Necromancer, Razaketh, and uh, Necrotic Ooze into my graveyard. Um, and then I unearthed the Apprentice Necromancer, which unearthed actually gives the Apprentice Necromancer haste. Mm, right? Yeah. Does it? I think so. Let me double check. check. But I... It was either that or I had... No, it doesn't. You might have had just anger in your graveyard. I had Chainer. Oh, yeah. And so, I unearthed. Chainer gave it haste. Paid one more black. Sacked the Apprentice Necromancer. Got my Razaketh. And it's like, alright. No, I, I grabbed the ooze. <laughs> and then I sacked Chainer... To bring back the Necromancer, to bring back Chainer. Fucking <laughs> uh, did the hokey pokey. Uh -huh. And then I tutored all my deck. That's what it's all about. Reanimator is the thing I play the least of, man. It's I didn't the really best. get super hard into it until last year. Dude. Because I always tried to win through janky shit. And, well, you know, Reanimator I feel like... cards are expensive. My playstyle just more resolves around like spell slinging than anything. Play cast reanimator. Yeah. Dude. I thought about it. It's a, it's decent. I, I'm I'm playing. I might sw swap Cedrus to it because I've been playing Cedrus for like five I years mean, now. I mean, I have the for whatever reason I don't know how, but I have a Japanese cast, and I'm like, I should use this, like. I feel obligated to should do hook something your with up. <laughs> no, you should. You, you should don't probably need more work. animators. That's not hooking you up. That's just um, what's what's the word? Enabling. Well, I already have a cast. It's happening one way or another. <laughs> right, but as soon as you have a Japanese one, you're like, well, it's more reanimator time. It's more. And then, and then there's less reanimates on the market for us normal people. <laughs> I do own a staggeringly large amount of reanimates. 
I it was so bad. I was, uh, when I I moved recently, right, into my uh, apartment from the dorms. I like had a shoebox. I had to put some magic cards in just to transport them. And I found like five or six reanimates just in the shoebox, not being played in decks. The hell, bro. <laughs> well, <laughs> there was a time where I had ten reanimator decks all built and running, not using any modular stuff. And you know, all of those run to reanimate. <laughs> oh, I fucking I right. love it. It I think what I like about it is that like if they try to stop you, they like can't do it through normal. They have to stop you in two not only twice, but in two different ways. They have to like kill the creature and then they have to get rid of your graveyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas Normally, and a lot of people don't, like, run that, because, like, the graveyard... It, like, running creature removal in your deck is, like, easy to do. It's easy to convince yourself to do. It's, like, you'll always... In Commander, you'll always have creature removal be useful, because, like, everybody's running a Commander, at least. But, um... Running graveyard removal sometimes just feels bad, because when you don't play against the graveyard deck, you, uh... Just end up fucking wasting your a card slot, or, like, wasting a draw when you're in top deck mode. So, like, sometimes oh, people like, don't run it. Uh, kind of like playing a turn one Bajukabog. Yeah, oh, there's nothing more satisfying when I see somebody play turn one Bajukabog and I'm, like, sitting with a Mesmeric Orb in my hand. I'm like, meh. Oh. But, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't count the number of times that I've actually... I can count the number of times I've used Bajukabog for what it was intended for on one hand. I can't recall how many times I've had to turn one Bajukabog. Just because it was the better play. So that I would have it untapped on turn two. Yeah, I think I think Mark Rosewater coined a name for the effect in his 20 Years 20 Lessons video, where like sometimes cards have secondary effects, but you don't need to play them for it, right? Like, uh... I can't remember the example he used, but it's like Sometimes the right play is to just let the secondary effect go and just play the card. Like, if you need a land right now, play the Bajookabog. You know? But, uh, of course, also, if you're playing in a meta where you know your pe player's decks and you, like, you know you're playing against a guy who's playing Reanimator, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe don't. <laughs> I think one of my favorite utility cards is probably just Rakdos Charm. Card is really fucking good. That card is so good. Yeah. I can't count how many times I have not lost the game because I had a Rakdos Charm in the hand. That it's just it shuts down two different ways of players winning the game, which is going wide and reanimating their deck. Yeah, it's good. Uh, three because I've blown up uh, Bolas of Citadels with it. I've blown up panharmonicons um somebody's come at me with a field full of plants and i've been like pew and it yeah just mm -mm. yeah that's, that's like the other good thing is like ratchet sharp like two situational abilities and destroy target artifact you're always gonna have the ability to destroy an artifact with Rattus, or almost always right so like and at yeah. minimum you just Somebody has five creatures, you just deal all your opponent's damage. Like, mm -hmm. there's no downside to that card. 
except that it's only black red. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that each creature deals one damage to its controller does affect you. <laughs> so you do need to watch out for that, but that, that's pretty good. If you're about to die, I think that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> the base play is play to kill yourself and the person attacking you. Hey. Yeah, scooping can be looked down on when you're trying to deny someone advantage, but if you actually legitimately kill yourself to deny someone a way to win, bruh. <laughs> well, and also if you, like, take him out of the game, right? Like, if you're swinging at me for lethal, like, fucking, I'm bringing you, and I have the chance to bring you with me, I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking... Some people, people might call that, like, king slaying, king making, but I call it king slaying. No, um, it's revenge at that point. <laughs> Uh, you don't swing at me un unproved. You don't you don't get to get away with that for free. Right. Yeah. It's different if like they swing at you with life steal creatures and you just and then you like Rakdos charm, like not to kill them just to kill yourself. Like that's a little annoying. But like if mm -hmm. you can kill them with it or like seriously hurt them, then why not? You know. Yeah, and that's how I feel about it. Yeah. It's like. If I have open mana and you're gonna kill me, I'm gonna use it before I die. Like, yeah. I have cards I can play. Why wouldn't I play them? I put them in my deck for a reason. <laughs> my deck. So let's uh, regress rather than digress for a second. Um, what's some of the coolest stuff that you've seen other people do out of Baldur's Gate? Baldur's Gate? I haven't played a single game since Baldur's Gate's come out. <laughs> like, you haven't, like, looked at any deck threads or anything like that or anything like that? I, I've, I've read of it, but I haven't, like, watched any gameplay for it. Fine. Do you have any ideas that you would want to see someone do? You're right. Not necessarily yourself. Why don't, why don't, y why don't you two go for it first? <laughs> Brian's like, I need ideas. Give me time. <laughs> I honestly... I actually just really enjoy the, like, gate archetype at the moment. It's pretty neat to see people playing gates without having to rely on Golos to do it, because I know previously, like, gate decks were being played, uh, but only with Golos, and now that they've, like, printed some new gate cards, it's nice to see other five-color commanders coming to light using gates. And there's enough... There's enough gates now that you could pull off a gates win outside of five color. Yeah. It'll be tough. Although, I will say that the gate that makes the gates come into play untapped is a bit much. Like, yeah. Let's just take away all the downside of this strategy. I mean, beforehand you could just play Amulet of Vigor, though. Right, but still... That's a one-of thing. Now it's a gate that you can tutor with gate cards to put into play and make all your gates come into play on top and win you the game. It's also a land, like, so it's harder to kill, too. It's, it's less touched upon. I blow up artifacts all the time. I rarely blow up lands. Also, the, the Amulet of Vigor isn't part of your win con. It just assists it. That gate is part of the win con. Yeah. I see. That because it makes your mazes end come into play untapped, and it's also a gate. The amulet of vigor is also expensive as fuck. 
but that's just me. I have hated Gates for like ten years, <laughs> so it's gonna take a lot for me to be okay with this. I think the Gates cool. I mean, Baldur's Gate. I was expecting at least one gate in the set. Yeah, but a gate that made other gates come into play and tap. That's and a gate that also taps equal number of gates you control. Yeah. Okay, that one was really cool. I liked that. That for the mana, like that. Yeah, that's that's a pretty cool one. Like that gives you some benefit out of it. But I, I think the gate coming to play untapped it just makes people want to play land destruction. Like more more than the fact that there's twenty something gates now. We need more turn four Armageddon's in this format. Nope. <laughs> Just play Ghost Quarter. Be Damn the it. change you want to see in the world. <laughs> you don't want to change the world. You want to. You just want to burn it. Yeah, that's changing it. <laughs> okay. Is it for the better? Te no. <laughs> Technically, you got me, but morally, you're way off. <laughs> More, hey, hey, it's it's uh, it's called chaotic evil. All right, it's Baldur's Gate. <laughs> Actually, lawful evil. You know, I want law and order. I want the game to be nice and even for everybody. I want everyone to have. You're nothing. not allowed to make any laws ever. <laughs> You're the reason that the governments are problems because those people think they're lawful evil too. I'm the reason. <laughs> I'm the reason the government's a problem. <laughs> no. If you're gonna burn something, burn that, bro. Like, start in the right place. At least give people hope before you burn the rest of the world. Ignore me. I'm not gonna comment about burning the government. It's not a joke anymore you, after last year. You started off with saying you want to burn the world. Guess what's included in the world? Maybe your world. I don't recognize any governments. <laughs> wow. You think my comment was bad? Can you follow up with that? I'm a sovereign. <laughs> oh, my God. Heinz, bye there, buddy. Okay. Um, I'm kidding. No, those people definitely had a government that was very bad. Yeah, they, they, um, they recognized one Nazis. government. Have you guys seen, like, one of the recent articles about weird interactions and magic? Uh, like people that's, or cards? The, yeah, like cards. That's pretty so, broad. Brian, you know about uh, Nathroy, right? Uh, Apex of Death? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Biolantine? So, do you know about the card Scourge of the Skyclaves? Oh, uh, yeah, Paul told me about this a while ago. Yeah, so if it's a Wait negative a 20 in your graveyard, uh, it counts towards Nathroy's ability, <laughs> which it says 10 power, but because Scourge of the Skyclaves, if it was a negative 20, means you can reanimate up to 30 power yeah. worth of creatures. What? Because yeah. you get 10 total power of creatures, right? So you can get 10 power of creatures in Scourge of the Skyclaves, so you're at negative 10, and then you can that get... That doesn't just stop there. 10 more power. We're talking about, like, we're talking about, like, Death's Shadow, and that other one that came out of Capenna. Well, no, okay, so the reason why Scourge of the Skyclaves oh, worked this way asterisks. is because it's asterisks for its uh, power right. toughness, and it doesn't have a static number. Yeah, it, it says its power and toughness is equal to, not it gets minus X minus X. Right, so Death Shadow is a 13-13 that gets right. the Got it. Yeah, okay, that's weird and abusable, but I don't... <laughs> And I'm not sure how I feel about it, but it's 
It's not that great. (laughs) You have to have that much power in your graveyard for it to matter. Yeah. I I played Death Roy. And if you do, and someone lets this happen, well, you're probably winning anyways. So good game. Let's shuffle up. (laughs) You better be winning with that. There's a lot of grosser things to do with Death Roy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, if you've gotten to the point where your graveyard has enough that being able to put 30 power onto the field is relevant, um, you should be winning the game. Yeah. What, what about if you? If you can't win off of that, then you need to stop playing 30 <laughs> versions of Llanowar Elves. My 30 Llanowar Elves are going to get you this time, Gadget. <laughs> I mean, it would be really funny to throw, like, 20 power worth of ravenous rats on the field. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they're only equal to the number you have in play, right? Yeah, yeah, so they, I think they're just two twos in your graveyard. Yeah. So you can get you some just bring out 15 rat. rats. It's gone. Oh, uh... Whew. Yeah. Weird stuff. For sure. Yeah, so what uh, what cool plays have you seen or theorized about from uh, Baldur's Gate? Um, the heroes and backgrounds are really fucking cool, mm-hmm. and there's too damn many, and I'm a theory crafter and a deck builder, and I want to play them all. And so yeah. I'm... I originally, like, back in January, started designing a modular guild template. Oh, yeah, that's right. But but now I'm just like, fuck it, I'm just going to make it a modular, like, background template. Like a D&D character builder for magic. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to do all of them, but I think I'm just going to do it one per color. Like yeah. one here, one legend per color, one background per color, and just build a thing where I can just smash them together and be like, okay, this is what I'm playing this time. I'm not sure this is gonna work. Probably not, but we're playing D and D. You know, that's because there's just so many. Like, there's like 32 of each. I think not including uh, the faceless one. Which I hate that card too. Um, and it's like over nine hundred and sixty combinations. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a lot. Not all of them are great, but uh, there's like even if you just look at the good combinations, it's still a lot, a lot of combinations. Right, but even the bad combinations still seem fun. You know. Yeah, there's not a nom like, though. Which is good. Okay, challenge accepted. Um, <laughs> You're gonna find the non-bow? <laughs> I will build the non-bow commander uh, from Legends. Be like, yep, this is what this is the person that no one wants in their dungeon party. Um, <laughs> this is the barbarian chef. <laughs> Potato knives! The barbarian um, chef, that sounds like a nice way to get fucking blood soup <laughs> okay so it's automatically not an ombo because it's too much cool um yeah either of y'all have anything really cool y'all are trying to build I'm right now 
I'm actually tinkering uh, Gale and the passionate archaeologist. Yeah, that looks cool. I mean, I can play my spells from my graveyard after I cast them, and I'm playing spells from exile to get damage bonuses off of them. So it's like, it just, I'm think I'm accidentally creating value off of crappy cards that cipher or adventures. <laughs> yeah, um, I think Gale's gonna be pretty great. I'm when I'm bored, I like to like dig through EDH or Egg articles to see what other people are building, just to see neat ideas. Because you know, it's always nice to borrow ideas from other people. And uh, what was the one I went through recently was with one of the new Planeswalkers that recently came out, Elminster or whatever. Where whenever you scry, well, let me read him again real quick. Uh, yeah, he's kind of a wall of text. Whenever uh, you scry, your next spell costs X less, where X is the amount you scryed. Notably, it's instant or sorcery spell. Oh, yeah. And he's a, Sorry, I've been playing Hearthstone. <laughs> he's, a, he's a five drop. He's three colorless, all white and a blue. And then he says, whenever you scry the next instant or sorcery spell, you cast this turn, costs X less, less to cast, where X is the number of cards looked at while scrying this way. And then... He also has a plus two because he's a planeswalker. Draw a card, then scry two, and then minus three. Exile the top card of your library. Create a number of one one blue fairy dragon creature tokens with flying equal to that card's CMC. And then he can also be your commander. Mm -hmm. Which, like looking through this, I forgot how many. Like you'd think somebody who played mono blue bouncy things would remember how many really cheap like ETBs there are on creatures that are just like scry two, scry three. There's even like a four drop. There's enough. Scry one, scry two, and then scry three, and it's a four drop, which means that your next instant sorcery costs six less to cast. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the thing is, in like in Thassa, you'd rather be drawing cards than scrying, though. So you probably didn't yeah. play too much like ETB just scry effects. Yeah. I used. Uh, I think one of my favorite cards in Thassa had to be the hideaway creature in blue, because. Come hideaway. You could ETB him, you'd hide away, I think it's four, and then you'd put it underneath him, and then you'd blink him and get the card to your hand, and then you'd hide away four. So I'm looking at the top four cards in my library, putting it underneath him, and then drawing it at the end of the turn. Uh, you Which... know you can... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, nah. I just found out you can play Sigiled Starfish in Elminster, which is a throwback to my favorite standard deck, Sphinx's Tutelage in Origins. Sigiled. It's one and a blue for a 0-3 Starfish, to t and it has tap scry one. That man chump-blocked Monastery Swift Spheres like a champion. <laughs> I have never played any other format besides Commander and Limited. I really like pre-release. Gotta get um, into Vintage. <laughs> uh, I don't know the Power 9. Is that Vintage or is that Legacy? That's Vintage. Okay, gross. Both? No, no, Power 9's not playable in Legacy. I mean... Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, you might but be able you, to play but time if you've got game. them, I don't think you're too concerned about having the right cards for Legacy if you can play Vintage. Yeah. Oh. Legacy actually looks pretty interesting, but uh, 
no on the price tag. Yeah. Like, if you got the Power 9 and you didn't get them in the 90s, go play Magical Postal alone because you're way out of my range. <laughs> Either one, you got either one. You're super rich, or two, you're a very good thief. <laughs> Honestly, I like that um, Post Malone enjoys magic because I like his music, and it's nice to see like I don't know. I guess like more people who actually have a standing in life play a game that I also enjoy. You know, it's just like it's cool that it. Everybody can enjoy magic, I, uh, regardless yeah, I of your budget. This, like you, you can, I used to build only fifty-dollar decks for the longest time because I just didn't have money working for eight fifty an hour at Pizza Hut. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that nowadays, unlike when I was in high school, it's not as likely that someone's going to get harassed and bullied in high school because they play magic. Because, you know... I still got bullied for playing magic in high school. I don't know. <laughs> right, but how long ago was that? Uh, three, four years ago. Right, and when did Post Malone's uh, magic career get popular? Oh. Two, three years ago. Yeah, I right. guess so. Right, but the rate is going down. Like, yeah, if you bring Pokemon cards to high school, uh, that's probably going to be an issue with your social standing. Nah. But Pokemon's so based nowadays. Uh, Pokemon is sort of based. I don't know anybody who gets made up for playing Pokemon nowadays. Yeah, I think Pokemon's more mainstream than Magic, actually. Get off my lawn! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the neat things that I really enjoy lately, talking about, like, stigmas in like the weird He's communities sorry <laughs> i should avoid that word around you uh um what, community man like everybody plays dungeons and dragons nowadays oh my god yeah like it used to be one of the most hated things like and right. now like everybody plays it mm-hmm. uh, shout out to my uncle sheamus he used to play a D D. <laughs> Dude, uh, 2.0. That was good times, man. Yeah. I I heard he played D&D. And my grandmother told me, out of the car with her, like, she was like, yeah, I heard he played D&D. You know, your uncle Seamus used to play that. I was like, I was like, 100 fucking percent chance that motherfucker played the Druid. And then, like, three years later, he comes to the house. He's like, yeah, I heard you play D&D. What do you play? I was like, uh, a little bit of everything. He's like, yeah, I always play the Druid. I was like, I fucking called it. <laughs> what was it when we were first starting your campaign which i'm no longer in we were all taking bets on what aiden would play uh, yeah we were all taking bets character. but we all bet elf and then we all bet elf and druid and then he sat down and made his character and it was a fucking elf druid yeah he opened the door and we're like hey yeah what are you thinking of playing he's like yeah I, i've been looking at this stuff i think i'm gonna play an elf druid and we fucking lost it like <laughs> Uh, oh my god. Uh, good memories. Playing D and D in person is so much fun. You just get to hang out and have a good time. Yeah. Imagine being able to work not have to sleep during the day. Yeah. You're fifty percent of the way to a vampire, Cameron. <laughs> I'm already there, dog. Oh man. I slept um, four hours today and I'm gonna go play magic and then probably after I get home I'm gonna go to fucking bed. 
Hey, there's some there's some good things. Like, uh, we've got two topics now. Just from our conversation, we picked up. Uh, we're on the D and D subject, so let's go there. Like, um, it doesn't have to be D and D. Like, what's your favorite character you played in a role playing game? <laughs> Honestly. If I have to be 100% with you, um, is it going to be your vampire? Is it the fucking ghost guy? Okay, <laughs> no. Um, I didn't actually really enjoy playing that, but his he's funny as fuck. Honestly, I really enjoyed playing my core fighter from Brian's campaign. Ton, <laughs> I. There is nothing more enjoyable than Brian going, okay, Cameron, you fucking suck at hitting your shots. Here's a talking bow that makes fun of you every time you miss, but you get plus one after 20 misses. Also, Tun was just like a workout-aholic. All he did was work out in his free time. So, like, the party would be like, okay, we're going to go pick up stuff for the party. Like, we're going to go grab weapons and go shopping for magic items. And Tun would be like, all right, you guys have a good time. I'm going to go on runs for the next, like, hour and a half till you guys are back. I'm going to do some push-ups. I'm going to have a good time. Um, and then, actually, my second favorite character, sorry to go on, my next character is... Also from one of Brian's campaign, uh, Brian likes to do a one-shot for Halloween every year, and I played a vampire bard who summoned an organ, <laughs> and it was fantastic. Um, I have questions. Yeah, what's up? Um, like, the musical instrument organ, Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but why? I don't know, it was just... Uh, so I, so every time he enters, he can go... But, but you know organs, they're like huge, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So <laughs> Brian, Brian was like, all right, you want to use an organ? And I was like, yeah, but let's make it like take a bonus action to summon and it gives me plus one. <laughs> so I had to use my bonus action up to summon my organ to cast spells. Oh, additionally, yeah, so I should also, the Halloween one-shots are super fucky. Uh, we roll, the way I always do it is you roll stats top to bottom, right? So you roll your strength stat, then you roll your dex, then you roll your con, and it's a d30, no re-rolls. <laughs> <laughs> You're all a d30, that's your stat. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> so I can't play in campaigns where we roll for stats ever? Uh, oh, even if you do... Because I do terrible. Really? I... When it comes to rolling for stats, I'm fucking abysmal. Like, I would be lucky to roll 46 and have one stat that would be an 18. Oh, you, you, ha you, have to be, you have to be super lucky to get an 18. That's You have to get three sixes. Right. Um, with four dice and re-rolling ones and twos, I would be lucky to have one stat out of 18. Out of three characters? Out of, out of three characters. Like... I still think at that point it's, like, maybe a 50-50. Right, but I... I have the worst luck. Yeah. But you also think, how often do you roll characters? So, I might have an 18 on one of my stats maybe once a year. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so there, you like your uh, vampire part. Um, 
Dude, my favorite movies are all vampire movies. Yeah, Cameron I, is I, a I big Twilight fan. But I, I actually don't like Twilight very much, thank you. Like, I, I will watch Twilight, like, once every couple of years just to, like, make fun of it, because it's a movie that I like to make fun of. But my favorite vampire movies are, like, The Lost Boys and Interview with a Vampire, and... Actually, that's it. Those are my two favorites. I don't really have any other favorite vampire movies, but the soundtrack on The Lost Boys is excellent, and I just like Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Or Tom, yeah, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise are both in Interview with a Vampire. I don't like Tom Cruise. I don't like Tom Cruise either, but he does an excellent job in the movie. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Especially for playing actor. a character that I didn't like. So I didn't feel out of place because I didn't like Tom Cruise. I didn't like his character. And he played his character so that I kept not liking him. So it was great. <laughs> yeah, he's actually sort of a dick in that movie, actually. Sort of? <laughs> okay, he is. Like, like he is a, a eternal flaccid in that movie, okay? <laughs> Fucking Josh. Killing me, dude. That's true. So, uh, who's, who's your, your, your turn, Brian? Oh, you want me to go next? Oh, yeah, definitely. I asked the question. You have to go first. <laughs> oh, let me pull my draw. It's probably my Pathfinder character. It, it, actually, it's 110% my Pathfinder character. Um, <laughs> Alright, so who is your DM and what does he do? My DM's Max. Uh, <laughs> we've been actually <laughs> taking a... <laughs> We've been taking a break from the campaign. We're gonna like have our last couple of sessions very soon, um, so we're, we're all level twenty now. Um, um, my so my character's name's Torbron. He's a Inquisitor Overeed. Uh, <laughs> hold on one second. <laughs> you know it's a. Uh, I'll stream the character sheet to you guys, um, so you, you so you two can get a visual. Um, but uh, the the character's main goal, uh, he's blacksmith. He's super into blacksmithing, and we had to come up with a character goal. And for my character, I wrote a vampire stole his his like forge's masterpiece sword, right? Um, so he's just kind of like going on a quest to get back his sword, and this is evolved into the party's new goal. <laughs> it's kind of co-opted the party, because I think uh, a lot of the party's goals are more like, uh... What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, help me out. Did I, uh... Did I DC? No, no we're, we're waiting. waiting. Oh, <laughs> Have you been hearing me? Sorry, I, I forgot a word. Yeah, we've been waiting for you to figure it out. <laughs> oh, I need a hand. It's, uh, when they the goal is, uh... We can't hint you when we don't know what you're thinking. I, the, their goals are more, uh, like, not centered. What's, uh, what's the word? Open. Selfish? I have no idea. No, it, not selfish, they're more like, uh... Basic? The, like the the exact opposite. They're they're like more complex. Like it's not like go go get a thing from a person. They're like 
goals that like the party can't like just straight up do right away. Like you can't focus I on need, them. I need to find out who did this thing that caused this other person to cause a political strife that got this assassin to kill my parents. Exactly. It's 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 like goals like start a start a foundation, not like go kill this guy. So as a result, kind of just like the party has been like working towards my character's goal. Um, and I think the reason I like the character the most is because I hard went into the intimidate stat with all of my level up feats. Um, so I, he has a plus. Which in Pathfinder is fun. So he has a plus one hundred and eighteen to intimidation. What level are you? Twenty. We're we're level twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah. But still. Yeah, so the I'm not explaining this well. It's been a while since I've played this character to be fair, but yeah. I think and I think I definitely like built him unoptimally, which is rare for me. Uh because like uh he's an inquisitor, but it's strength based, uh, with a hammer instead of normal Inquisitor builds, which is, like, bow and range-based. But I, I've kind of really enjoyed it. I think I enjoy Pathfinder more for character building, because it's, like, far more expressive in the, uh... What, like, you can get away with doing a lot of things and still have a pretty decent character, even though you're, like, oh, I want to do a ranger, but with whip chains instead of, like, a bow. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, I could be a... In 5e, right, if I'm playing a human fighter who uses a longsword and a shield, my human fighter who uses a longsword and a shield is going to be pretty similar to Josh's human fighter who uses a longsword and a shield. Even if we pick different subclasses, they're still going to be pretty similar in what they do at the end of the day. But in Pathfinder, if I'm playing uh, Inquisitor with a bow and Josh is playing an Inquisitor with a bow, we can be doing completely different things. Okay, to be fair, also, this is Pathfinder 1e you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think my favorite, you mentioned Inquisitor with a Bone. I'm like, yep, I know which one I'm playing. Um, <laughs> because there's there's two that are really good with bow. Um, mine that I prefer is the one where you start with a animal companion. Oh, and does Inquisitor do that? You're, one you, I mean, two yeah, you can get you can get an animal companion that has all your teamwork feats. Oh, that's so good. And <laughs> teamwork. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I uh, I don't have much to comment on Pathfinder because I have never played or really looked into it. So, it's so good. But I definitely have wanted to get into it because I probably I know myself I enjoy the idea of having more ways to build characters. Five E, in my opinion, like of D and D is very limited. I mean, there's still a lot of options, but it's very limited. And that was kind of the goal. It's, they wanted to make it simplistic. It's it's the booster draft of RPGs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's only so many things everyone has the option to do. Um, but for Pathfinder 1E, it's literally, and I'm not joking, just D&D 3.5 with improvements and more stuff. Like, so much stuff. Oh, my God. Thousands upon thousands of feats. Don't play a fighter until you know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's like the opposite. It's like... <laughs> In, in 5e, you're like, don't play a spellcaster for your first character. Play a fighter if you want, like, a simplistic experience. And in Pathfinder, it's like, fucking play wizard, dude. <laughs> you just gotta pick your spells every level. That's it. Yeah. 
there's a lot less to look through. <laughs> At, like, if you want to build a 20th level fighter as your first character in Pathfinder, oh buddy, prepare to go to the library, because your ass is going to be reading feats four months we tried like, to get Nick to join uh, Max's Pathfinder campaign, and he gave up. <laughs> he gave up during character creation. I think we were level 10 at the time. <laughs> it's hard. I, If I were to play Pathfinder, I'd probably have to start from the beginning. Like I, I would have to start at a low level and learn as we go and not be thrown into a high-level thing. I talked to oh, somebody absolutely. recently who came in at night and he goes, Hey man, I like your tattoos. What are they about? And because I'm tired of giving people the, Oh, hey, I like them. Uh, and I just wanted to get them tattooed. I've just started telling people they're my D&D tattoos because I have a uh, mushroom samurai and a mushroom mage on my left arm. And I'm just like, yeah, they're, they're just D&D tattoos. And he goes, oh, I played D&D once. I didn't get into it much because the person who was running the campaign started at level 20, and I had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, bruh. That's my nightmare. <laughs> That's a nightmare, man. Level 20 is so much in uh, 5e. Even, like, even I've never gone past like level 14 in D&D because I just eventually there's too much to remember all the time, even with writing it down on my sheet. But I know with Pathfinder, that's what I'm expecting, and in D&D, I'm expecting it to be easy and not, like, a complicated long list of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's also, in Pathfinder, if you're starting from low level and you're building your character up, after a couple months, you've kind of gotten, you've done, hopefully, uh, some research and looked in and found some things that you plan on getting to do. And so you know what you might want to pick up along the way to meet those requirements or what make it better and such. It's it's rough. Like Yeah. Yeah. If your whole party is a bunch of newer players, you're all gonna have fun. If you're the one super experienced player at a table of newer players, prepare to tutor people. You're gonna have to. I feel like so much. Not, not to be like rude towards people who are experienced playing with uh, new playgroups, but maybe you should DM if you're experienced with the game. Because then the new players get to have a good experience, and you can also lead them as a DM. Oh yeah, no, totally. If you're an experienced Pathfinder player, um, like, I think DMing's the way to go about teaching the game, instead of being a player and also having to teach the DM. And honestly, one of the funnest ways that I've ever DM'd new people to play a game is I wouldn't tell them the story. I would be like their recruiter in the game. I'd be like, all right, fellas, we're going down to this dungeon and we're going to be looking for this thing. And yes, I'm coming with you. I can't afford to lose any more recruits. And that's, I would more, I would still describe what's going on and I would do my best to take a back seat but I would always have a NPC character that I could play with them that would fill in whatever role that they didn't build so none of my characters felt like oh we need a tank we need a healer we need a rogue we need this no, build what you want as a DM I will fill in those holes if I feel you need it I'm not gonna make you do it because yeah. that takes away the fun really it's like well i want to do this but our group needed a healer so i played this no that's fucking miserable yeah 
I think that's especially actually, for new uh, players, that's good. Nobody's home, but my two roommates are in the campaign that I'm DMing, and Caster Caster's played his fair share of D and D games, but Kai has only ever been in one, and her sister's also playing with us, and she's only ever been in one campaign, and then I also have Austin, and she's played in multiple games. So I have two experienced players and two non-experienced players in my campaign. And they were all like, well, we need to build around each other. And I was like, no, play what you want. And I will fill your party with people who can help you. Because I would rather you enjoy the game the first time you play it rather than have to attempt to play something you didn't want to play in the first place. And, and now, I will tell you, the people that I have done that with, they got more sad when one of my NPCs died than when one of their own characters died <laughs> like yeah because they're like oh just make a new character but that person who's been guiding your party through the growth when that person dies oh man <laughs> that's fucking world ending <laughs> and i've only done one session for my campaign and they haven't really met any of their like supposed like party members that they're gonna have go along with them yet and I'm really excited to get to play a second session. It's just unfortunate that, one, my schedule hasn't lined up to be able to play, and my other roommate's schedule hasn't lined up to play, because he's only been working in the afternoons, and that's the only time we're able to play, is on, like, Thursday afternoons. That's and fucking your schedule D &D sucks, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just D&D, &D, honestly. I'm not too mad about it, because it gives me more time to prep and think about things and go over stuff and make sure I like it. I just improv the whole fucking thing. Which... Also, for anybody who's listening to the podcast, I will probably have a trilogy of fantasy books releasing in December next year or the next year after that, because I've been writing books since I was, or writing these three books since I was in my junior year of high school. So, this and, is going to be pretty cool. And my and campaign is based off the books, so. You should be neat. You and should, uh, they, oh, sorry, go ahead. And when they uh, when they get closer to release and stuff, we'll advertise for sure. You know, let people have a chance to see what's going on. I'm interested. I like books. Yeah, I don't often read them, but when I do, I binge the fuck out of them. <laughs> Same. Uh, there's a library like a block from my house, and I have yet to go to it because I know if that if I walk into that library, I'm gonna walk out with like six books. There's so many things I want to read, and I just I don't know. I don't have the time for it. You should even read. Though I really want to. You should read Moby Dick. I, I have read Moby Dick. Thank you, Brian. So good. <laughs> Fuck it. You should, uh, you should put your characters, uh, your players' character sheets in your book if it's set in your world. Um, what I was planning to do was going through the campaign and figuring out stuff, and then I will probably add a character to or all four into the book as, like, Adventures or something that they yeah. that like my main character runs into or something because there are uh, guilds in the uh, in my world that are like they're not really adventuring guilds they're more of like the people who want run the world type of guilds but they're large so I was thinking like you know there's there's famous names and stuff of course so yeah absolutely like the Illuminati. They, they run the world <laughs> no okay yeah. so you have you have you have the city of port massacre but there's also the massacre pirates uh which are not affiliated with the massacre family of port massacre <laughs> you got you just gotta make it confusing 
We're the Massacre Pirates. Uh, no affiliation to the Massacre Port City, um, but we appreciate your uh, notice. Yeah. <laughs> now give me your boat. Gosh. And then you got the Massacre Girl. <laughs> the Massacre <Yeah>. Worm. <laughs> Massacre Worm, Massacre Girl. Vampire oh, the Masquerade. <laughs> the Masquerade. Just say it wrong intentionally. Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess Macabre Massacre. Turn. Yeah, I guess it's my turn to, to mention my character. Yeah, it is. No, nah, we're skipping uh, you. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Josh. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm actually very excited. So, it, I've been thinking about it the whole time we're talking, because I've played a lot in my life. Mm -hmm. And... It's a close, close tie uh, between my one 3.5 character and one of my Pathfinder characters. So I've had a lot of fun uh, playing my halfling monk brawler rogue person in uh, the Wayfinder Expeditions campaign. Yeah. That podcast is linked in our Discord, but I just—he's a lot of fun to play a drunken, disorderly melee person who, you know, doesn't wear armor, hits really hard, and goes after everything that's bigger than him, which is everything. <laughs> and we're going up against a lot of giants, so it's like half of my combat is running, jumping, climbing giants, punching faces when I get there, you know? So you just gotta play the Attack on Titan theme. <laughs> uh, that is how I always start my headset music when we get into fight. Nobody else hears it, but I'm always like... Nobody else hears it, but it's not for them. <laughs> it's not for them. It's for me. It's selfish. <coughs> um, but that character's just a lot of fun. And like Brian was saying, like I took a lot of time building that character, like mapping it out for like 16 levels so that I would get there, survive getting there, and be a fucking house when I got there. Like the DM knows that if I'm paying attention to what I'm fighting, he has to roll a 20 to hit me in melee. Like, yeah, it's just. You have to crit me, bud. And if you miss, I get to hit you twice. Like, you crit or I hit you twice. Like, that's it. <laughs> Gosh. And it's fun. Uh, and the other character that was, like, super serious role play um, was one that I played with a lot of for, like, a couple years with a group when I lived in Georgia. Um, and it was... He got his name because of one of the villains that we didn't know was the villain at the time. Um, so he was Kale of the Kale of the White Hand, which is a knightly order. He was a paladin, which, by the way, paladins are fucking hard when your DM doesn't understand moral laws. Um, and I lost my paladinship. Four fucking times in that campaign. 
because I killed bad guys. Hey, arguably, like, I have the inverse problem to that in my current campaign. <laughs> Us. Like, yeah. I just couldn't keep... I. We got to level 16, I think. Mm-hmm. And, like, I did not have a spread of four levels that I did not lose my paladin ship. Like, because he kept saying, oh, you killed this person when they were blah, 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 blah. I'm like, the fucking guy was, un- like, he just kept getting up. I didn't know he was gonna not going to get up again. Like, he, he just killed two of my friends. Like, if he got up again, I was going to lose another one. And, no, just, it was dumb. I will put so, you to say fuck it and play the Oathbreaker. Like, literally, for four levels of my character for that time frame, I was worse than a fighter. And with no feats. And because I lost all my paladin abilities. And, yeah, it was fucking terrible half the time. But it was fun because I was role-playing a paladin who thought he was doing right but had super self-doubt because... Josh understood the rules, DM didn't, and the paladin didn't know why things were going wrong. <laughs> Are you still friends with this DM out of curiosity? No! <laughs> is it... <laughs> it's no. not because of the paladin, is it? <laughs> no. Um, let's just say that his DM qualities um, revealed much of his real-life qualities. Amen to that. <laughs> And none of our party talks to him anymore. Thank God. That is I don't know if I could deal with him or his friend anymore. Ever again. Yeah, like, it's, it's... this was a situation where I took someone's name and I actually used the letters in their name to make fun of them. Like, it's a very basic name. His name was Clint. <laughs> and um, I put his name in all caps. I took the L, I took the I, I put them together and said, That's your name, you cunt. And. <laughs> yeah. This is guys, we're PG 13. This is the one we get. Uh, all, I mark all the episodes as explicit. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> I, I drop more f I drop more f bombs than Russia right Can now. Can you fucking imagine if Josh had to go through here and censor us? Our episode would be recorded on Wednesday and released on Tuesday the following week. <laughs> Dude, that you think I'd get it me. done in a week? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, the night guy at my job, he's deaf in one ear, but also he has a very foul mouth, and he's been wanting to go to days lately. And my boss was like. Alright, I'm gonna put you on days, and Cameron will work your night shifts, but here's the thing, if you fucking swear once during a day shift, I will write you up and put you back on nights. And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> so you're not gonna be on nights for very long? Uh, no, probably not. Uh, everyone's taking bets how long he'll last on, uh, days, and my boss says not even a week, and my other boss was like, probably three days, and I was like, I give him two weeks before he's over it. So, we'll see. But I'm actually, dude, this week is so fucked up. I just worked five night shifts in a row, 10 hours each, and then I have three days off, and then I work three days, and then a night shift, and then I get three days off, and then I work night shift for four days. So, 
I'm gonna be low. I'm gonna be on power saving mode for my brain power for like the next month. Bro, and I thought it was rough with fucking summer classes. Kara's out here fucking fighting for his life, dude. The good thing is, is it's only four tens every time, which I don't mind because I have three days off to like fix my schedule and rest. Yeah, that's good. It, it's it's kind of bad that you have to adjust your sleep schedule almost every single week. It's yeah. not a healthy habit for a company to put you in when you're working. I know. Which is probably why that company has so many issues keeping people everywhere. Well, but like, also, I'm not sure if you've ever heard the reason why I quit Maverick. I mean, not only for the low wages that Maverick was paying me, but my boss... I was working, so I'd go into work at midnight to work a night shift. I'd get off at 8 a.m., and my boss would have me rescheduled to come in at 5 p.m. and then work till midnight. And then I'd get off at midnight and then come back at 10 in the morning and work till 7 at night and then come back at 5 in the morning and work till 2 in the afternoon and then go to work again at midnight and work till 8, and then I'd get two days off. And that was my, like, week-to-week -week schedule for, like, almost two months before I just fucking had enough of it. Which, that's rough. I was working morning, days, and nights every week. That's rough, bud. I, I, could, I could not sleep. I could, like, I would either sleep the entire time I got home or not sleep and work eight hours and then go home and nap for, like, three hours and then go to work again. But yeah, that actually sounds like hell. Jackson's is great, for the most part. Every corporation has its downsides. I mean, yeah, I guess that's fair. I enjoy um, my and, job. And all the of them part. have the same downside, that they're corporations. Pretty much. Like, I don't like any company that when you work hard and you do better than other employees that all you end up doing is the work of the other employees. I mean... So you end up... That's... It's unacceptable to work twice as hard, get paid half as much as you do to do twice the work. Like, mm -mm. Nope. I think, honestly, for what I do at my job, which is sometimes the bare minimum, like, tonight for my shift, because I got off at 8 a.m. this morning, I did, like, the bare fucking minimum last night because I was so tired. Um, and I and my boss was, still came in and he goes, hey, thank you. You did a great job. The store looks nice. And that was for the bare minimum. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a shift lead in waiting. Like, I am fully trained to do manager paperwork and everything. And I got a raise for learning that stuff. So it's not like I wasn't not rewarded for learning those things. I know how to do my boss's job. And I got paid extra for it. I don't mind too much. But yeah. Technically extra. Yeah. In my mind, you're still underpaid. But, you know, you're basically... Your bare minimum is apparently the bar Yeah. for everyone else. Yeah. Like, that's saying something. I play cleanup for my coworkers, actually, which I don't mind. I'll come into my graveyard shift, and the floors won't be mopped, and things won't be put away, and 
cups and lids and straws aren't stocked and condiments aren't stocked and the cooler didn't get to and I'll be like I'm graveyard it's my job to do this which is fine and sometimes I'm like this is not my fucking job to do and then I'll go to my boss and I'm like look at what your swing did look I took pictures look at all these dishes I did that they left for me <laughs> actually I have two coworkers that fucking hate my guts because regardless of how nice I am to them, I cannot stand their work ethic. Oh, shit. What? Oh, I've been recording my audio out of the same headset I'm listening to you. I hope it's fine. I think I adjusted the gate enough. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> uh, um. Uh. <laughs> Fired! <laughs> oh my god! We forgot to do an we forgot to do an audio check at the start of the episode. Oh no! It's like the only thing Brian has to do at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> it's the only thing that I don't even have to use that turn off the AC anymore because I can't. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! All right, all right. Um, fuck. Uh, why don't we stop recording and I'll play it back and check. Um, <sighs> it, sh dude. it should. I turned down the gain already, so it should be okay. Uh, so, um, fuck. Alright, um. You can't see it, but I'm staring at you. <laughs> you gotta stare to the southeast, I mean southwest. <laughs> I'm pulling up a map of Vegas right now. <laughs> Dude, you just I'm fucking coming for you, Brian. Yeah, fucking... You know how many... Cam, you have no idea how many times I've had to spend hours balancing and trying to tinker Brian's audio because he forgets to turn off his fucking game. It happens, man. I, I, I did have... A lot. The, it happens a lot. The game wasn't turned... The game was turned on for this. I just... Normally, I have the Apple earbuds playing your guys' audio and then my headset recording my audio. But, uh, I am now changing the name of this room to turn off your game. <laughs> Alright, um, yeah, do we, uh, do you want to call it there and I can check my audio? So yeah, I think we rambled on for enough. <laughs> yeah, two hours, or hour 47. Yeah, hopefully people, right. you know, find something interesting. We didn't talk about just magic this time. And, uh, the channel is now officially named, uh, Turn Off Your Game. And, uh, <laughs> have a great day, everybody. And uh, maybe next time we'll get to new content because we're going to be avoiding spoilers forever because they're going to be spoilers forever. Well, I mean, especially and, for uh, a I'm sick of reprint it. set, you know. There's, it's no new cards. Yeah, I'm Did excited that some of these cards finally got a reprint. But I'm not going to waste our time talking about the same thing that everybody's talking about. That's fucking pointless. Yeah. Yes, Imperial Seal, finally, after 20 years. I haven't stopped recording, by the way. Did you want me to? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'll do that now. Uh, check us bye out bye. on uh, Twitter. Uh, oh, what's the new Linktree thing? It's not Linktree. Bio.link slash L-O-T-E-C. That's really easy. Right? Yeah. Now that linktr. E slash blah, 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 blah. No, it's just bio.link slash us. I finally got it, and we changed. No. It's not my fault that they became an NF tree. Yeah, I fucking hate NFTs. Oh my god. You mean like Magic Arena? Yeah. <laughs>